Watch this whole episode's gonna be like 15 minutes long though because I was like, no, I don't want to do it with this other episode. If it ends up being really short, then I might just. I was gonna say, if it ends up being short, I can transition into mine because mine's pretty straightforward. Hey, that works for me. Hell yeah. Okay, great. Okay. What's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And what's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And this is Bitches. Mentally Unstable. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little more accurate than Bitches and Murders, honestly. (laughs) And you're going to be even more mentally unstable after uh, we we cover this. I'm right. Because this is probably going to make you also want a rabbit hole. Ha, joke's on you. I came into this mentally unstable. God, for real. So... The the last episode that I did, because I don't know if it's going to be the episode that immediately follows us or if there's going to be a Sierra episode in between, but the last episode that I did was originally supposed to be a twofer, but then I was like, I think this might be a little too long. So yeah, here we are. Here we're talking about the maybe murder. Maybe, yeah. maybe murders. Maybe? Maybe. We don't know, per se. Uh, a lot of people don't think they're murders. Some people do think they're murders. Um, and I'm going to preface this by saying that there is a Netflix documentary about this. It's like a three-part limited edition series or whatever. It was not... It was, it was not that interesting. It was kind of interesting, but I feel... It, it was hard to make it through 100%. So... That does exist if you'd like to learn more. I feel like I got more information just reading online from a bunch of different sources about it. Because I I read everything first and got all my notes first. And then I watched the documentary to see if there was like extra stuff I wanted to put in. And honestly, there really wasn't much additional information that I didn't just find by reading it. And I just... Mm. So that's up to you. If you like to watch things... Watch that and you'll probably get all the information. If you like to read things, you don't need to watch it. You can just read about it and you're not really going to miss anything. Or if you're tired, Lizzie, don't worry. We got you covered. That's what we're here for. (laughs) Exactly. Providing content in a semi-palatable and chaotic way. So this murder is taking us... um, It's pretty recent. Well, I don't want to say murder. This event (laughs) um it was pretty recent we're talking july 1st of 2018 like we're talking real real recent just a couple of years ago um this takes place however in um delhi india i think i know what you're about to talk about i'm so excited india um in a city called barari uh, these are commonly referred to as the Barari murders, um, but that's not actually the name of the family. That's the name of the city where it took place. Mm-hmm. It seemed like some people were confused about that on the internet. That <laughs> is where it took place. That is not their name. Um, they had so their actual last name was Chandawat, but they were also known as the Batia family. And I I don't know enough about how. Indian like names work or like family systems work enough to know why they went by two different names that could be like a totally common thing in India but I may refer to them as either we're talking about the same family same people they just went by different names so Mm -hmm. just in case so they lived in a two-story house in Barari, the Sant Nagar neighborhood. So they lived there for a long time. They lived there for about 20 years. Um, the parents of the family had moved there from Tohana and like, you know, before they started their family and everything, you know, they moved there together, started their whole big family, lived in this apartment on the second story and everybody really, really liked them. Like, if you don't know much about India, the area of India they're in is like, well, ma- the vast majority of India, honestly, is like very, very cram-packed. Like there is a lot of people in a very small amount of space. So like the they're Tetris champions of the world. <laughs> literally. 
like them in China, but at least China has more land where they do have areas that are like farmland and stuff. Their cities are just jam packed. Where mm-hmm. India, it's like the whole country is jam packed. <laughs> and um, so they're like second story like it was really close to other buildings and like the families of these buildings would frequently like talk to each other because they're like their balconies are like four feet away from each other you know Mm -hmm. so like everybody kind of knew each other everybody really loved this family they thought they were very sweet like very kind like they got along really well with everybody so the mother okay there's a lot of people in this household so yeah, there's like, like 12 people. Yeah, I was 11, like... 11 or 12? I know exactly sorry, what case you're like, talking about. And when this first came out, I like fell down a fucking rabbit hole. I know exactly where we're going. So there was... <laughs> God, this is it's a lot of names. Okay. Narayani Devi. She was 80. She was the grandmother, the matriarch. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was the mother of Bhuvnesh, Lalit, and Pratibha. So Pratibha was 57, and that was her daughter, Narayana's mm-hmm. daughter, um, who had been widowed. And then we have Bhuvnesh, who is her other son. He was 50. And then Lalit, who was 45, who was like the youngest son. Um, and then we have Savita, who was 48, who was the wife of Bhuvnesh. And then we have Tina, who was 42 who was the wife of Lalit. And then we have Priyanka, who was 33, who was Pratiba's only daughter. Mm-hmm. And then we have Nitu, who was 25, who is Bhuvnesh's older daughter. And then we have Manaka, who was 23, who was Bhuvnesh's younger daughter. And then we have Dishyant, who was 15, who was the only son and youngest child of Bhuvnesh. And then we have Shivam, who was 15 and was the son and only child of Lilith. And that's everybody. Okay. Oh, that's mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, that's everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> but yes, that is that is everybody. So yeah, there, there's a lot of people here at play. And they're all, you have to think too, they're all living in like a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people a lot of people in one place um they were pretty successful though which right there kind of says something about the area that they were stuck in such a small household with so many people when they actually owned like three businesses and were pretty successful they ran a general store and then lit had a plywood business um and then i think they also were starting like a like a like a laundry business or something like that. I know I wrote it down here somewhere. But yeah, they were starting a third business as well. And both of their other two businesses were very successful. And they were, you know, very religious. Like I said, everybody said that they were super nice, generous, friendly. They never really argued with each other. They didn't argue with anybody else. They were smart. You know, all their kids were like did really well in school. They were seen as super respectful. Um, they were always like there to lend a helping hand. Like if someone else in their family, like outside of the family that lived in the apartment, like if their neighbors needed help or their extended family needed help, like they were the first people there. Um, so they about 14 days before all of the stuff we're about to talk about. They had a huge celebration for Priyanka and because she like got engaged. So they threw like this huge engagement party for her. It went super well. Everybody had a great time. Live, laugh, love and life. It's great. Just that's important for later. We'll, we'll discuss that more later. Just mm-hmm. kind of a little note. Um, but before we talk about what happened on July 1st of 2018, uh, real quick, I'm going to mention an event that possibly, we'll, we'll talk about it more in detail, but it could have been a possible trigger for these things happening. So in 2007, um, Lilith Chandawat's father, Bhopal Singh, 
uh, he died of just natural causes. Mm -hmm. Like, I, if I remember right, he had a heart attack. I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, he was he was quite old. I think so. It, it, I know it was something remember. natural. It was either I'm blanking right now if it was a if it was a heart attack or maybe he had like cancer or something. But it it was like a, he he was quite old. You know, like it wasn't necessarily like that big of a surprise. But it really, really, really shook the family. Mm -hmm. especially Lilith like he did not handle it well at all and a little bit after this he told his family that he had become possessed by his father's soul mm -hmm. and that his father was like telling them the way to like live a good life basically like it was like his father possessed him in order to like get what's best for the family kind of a thing yeah. like so he could still kind of be the patriarch after his death kind yeah. of a deal so what happened what happened yeah. on july 1st 2018 okay something fucking wild so at around like 7 15 or so um gucharan sin sing who had he was a neighbor and he oh that's what the other thing was i think they delivered like milk or something like that i think that's what the other business was because i remember this guy specifically saying like you know we woke up in the morning and like they hadn't dropped off this and then we went to the store and the store wasn't open which was super super weird because they were like always open like i said like they were very successful mm -hmm. like they were there and they were open yeah it's uh, I remember this because I just fell down this rabbit hole recently. I want to say like five a.m. is when the neighbors said that the store opened. So yeah, it was like, like it was early, really so this was weird like for at seven for it to not be open. Yeah, and then also this um, Gucharan used to also go on morning walks with um, I believe it was a little lit. Yes, little lit. Mm -hmm. and so they would go on morning walks together as well like a little bit after the store had opened so he was extra like where, where the fuck is everybody what is happening mm -hmm. so oh yeah right here the shop usually opened between 5 and 5 30 a.m yeah so this was already like two hours after it had supposed to been open he's not meeting him for their walk so he goes to their house and he finds the door of the house open mm -hmm. and when he goes inside he finds all of them, all 10 of them, well, there's 11 of them technically, but 10 of the 11 are found hanging. They were found in the courtyard of the house. There was like a metal grate that had been like installed in the ceiling with like some metal piping. You'd have to look up a picture of it. It's really weird. Like it's hard to describe because it's not something that most people would have in their house. And, and the people around them noted that too. Like, that was one of the only things from the documentary that I didn't find when just, like, reading was the neighbors being like, yeah, we also thought that great was kind of weird. Like, they yeah. got that installed and we were like, huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody thought was, like, concerned about it, but they were just like, no, yeah, it was just, just kind of like, like huh, a little weird. weird. Okay. <laughs> um, and they were all, like, kind of in a row, in a circle, I suppose, hanging from this grate. Um, there was... You know, obviously two men, six women, and then the kids. Um, they had all been blindfolded. All of their mouths were taped shut. And then all of them had their hands and feet bound together. Mm -hmm. They also found 80-year-old Narayani. Um, she was dead in the other room. Um, she had been, she was laying in bed and it looked like she had been strangled. Mm -hmm. um, so on top of all of the, the their hands being tied and all this stuff. They also had their faces like wrapped up, like they were blindfolded, but like their faces were kind of wrapped up, and they had their ears plugged up with cotton. And they had there was five stools around, which kind of implied that some of them were like had to stand on the stools to be hung. And all of like the coverings that they had had been cut from one single bed sheet. So all of like the stuff that was wrapped around their head and their eyes was all cut from the same, same bed sheet. Mm -hmm. 
So the only survivor of the house was Tommy, who was their dog. Not a dog. <laughs> I know. Uh, he's really cute, too. And they put a lot of work. They, they like, really made sure he was okay. Because he had been chained on the terrace. And when they found him, he was, like, he was in kind of rough shape. He wasn't super bad, but he was running a fever. And he was, like, very aggressive. Like, he was very upset and, like, freaking out. Mm-hmm. And so they had to kind of, like... I think animal, they had to get animal control and kind of like corral him and get him to like an animal shelter. And he's good. He's fine. He got adopted. He's good. Yep. He went to Noida's house of stray animals and he was taken care of, adopted. He's doing great. So, well, no, yeah, because 2018. Yeah. So I'm sure he's still probably doing great because I don't think he was that old to start with. He wasn't a puppy, but he wasn't like ancient either. We're also just not gonna look into it. We're gonna. No, he's alive. He's I, great. He's yeah, doing he's great. Fantastic. <laughs> I refuse to let it be anything else. Okay, sorry, I accidentally hit the mute button again. I don't know why I'm so bad about that today. Um, so this is where it's like, are they murdered? Are they not murdered? Because so officially. The police have ruled this as a mass suicide. And that's what the documentary seemed to kind of agree on was that mm-hmm. it was a mass suicide. Um, so evidence for the mass suicide were obviously um, like no one seemed to have struggled. Um, there really wasn't any evidence of self-defense or any evidence that the people didn't want to do these things. Um, you know, they didn't find a suicide note. Um, all of the women were wearing jewelry and like their valuables like I wouldn't say they were like dressed to the nines by any mean because they weren't really wearing any fancy clothing or anything like that but they were definitely wearing like jewelry where it's kind of like well if someone had murdered them they probably would have taken that Mm -hmm. so that's not a rule by any means um they I think they well they obviously really like received a lot of pressure because obviously everybody wanted to know what happened and like everybody wanted it to be solved so when they first took on the case they did mark it as a murder which is not surprising yeah you just randomly find 11 dead bodies in a house i would also think murder right away (laughs) um so the police checked the cctv camera that they had one that was like next to their house that kind of pointed to the street and it didn't show anyone like entering or exiting like no one that wasn't the family at least however it was kind of hard to like really tell if there was any like alternate way into Mm -hmm. the property like I said like they're the balconies are super close to each other. Like, all these families can just, like, hang out. Like, I fully believe someone could have easily just hopped a balcony. So I'm a little hesitant to be, like, there's no possible way someone else could have gotten in. But the police didn't see any third-party people coming in and out. The police also found 11 diaries in the house. Mm-hmm. All of which had been maintained for 11 years. So it's a little, a little weird. Um, they found, they released and stated that they found handwritten notes detailing how hands and legs are to be tied and were quite similar to the manner in which the bodies of 10 persons were found. They are exhaustive notes and we are studying them. So like I like he said, like all the, in the, notebooks where all of the details about like how the bodies were found and like their faces being covered and their mouths being taped um they also the bodies were hung in like groups of three Mm -hmm. which was also in the diaries um the diaries also said that um the grandmother um she couldn't stand and that's why they didn't hang her like why she was laying on the bed And then in the diary, it also said, everyone will tie their own hands. Unclear how that is supposed to happen. 
Unless they know something about tying. I don't know, but I don't know how you tie your own hands. Yeah. But um, it said, everyone will tie their own hands. And when the Kriya, which is ritual, is done, then everyone will help each other untie their hands. So, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. But it kind of seems like they thought that... A lot of people who think that they committed suicide think that they did not think that they were going to die. Like, they thought that they were doing this, like, ritual that would help bring their, like, grandfather back, basically. Um, and they were, like, told by, like, the their dad who was possessed, mm-hmm. Lilit, um, that they had to, like, do this ritual and then afterwards, like, they would be fine. And I don't want to rule that out because... I personally, unfortunately, um, know of a case here where a very, very, very young girl, she was only 12, I believe, um, she committed suicide. Um, she shot herself, um, but she didn't know she was going to die. She thought that it, like, she was really into, like, shift talk and stuff, if you know what shifting is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was really into that, and she thought people on tiktok and stuff were like trolling her and telling her that that was like like she could shift to another reality like if she did that but that she could like come back like do the same thing in that reality and like come back and be fine Mm -hmm. and she died like you know um so i don't want to rule out that people have killed themselves and thought that they would be fine afterwards because it it does happen unfortunately especially like if you have like strong religious conviction behind it but there it's hard because there are a lot of signs that this was like done themselves like ah, it's so hard like i don't know if i want to talk about why it's done themselves or not because there's like details about both that kind of contradict so like in june 24th of 2018 so about a week before they died the last diary entry explained a ritual called the banyan tree ritual and it was supposed to last seven days and it's based on this tree that has roots hanging from the branches it's a I, I, it's a little confusing to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about the culture. Um, but it was based on this tree, essentially. And it seems like essentially what they are, their bodies symbolized, were like the roots of the tree. Um, and you had to like carry it out for a period of like seven days. Um, like there's supposed to be only dim light used. The eyes are supposed to be completely shut, which is why they were blindfolded. Um, in the ritual, the mouth is supposed to be gagged. The mind is supposed to be focused and emptied. Um, and the whole point is like you perform this ritual and you're supposed to be imagining that the branches of the tree are like wrapping them around yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about like unity and like coming together um, and they were trying to connect, obviously, to their their patriarch who had passed away, who they believed was possessing Lilith. But they didn't really find anything. So, like, they found these journals saying that they were doing all this mystical stuff, but they didn't really find, like, none of their neighbors had ever heard them talk about this stuff. Yeah. Like, not, they didn't go to any, spe- like, there's a lot of spirituality in Indian culture they didn't go to anyone spiritual they didn't talk to anybody like related to the occult they didn't talk to a priest they didn't like really discuss any of this mm-hmm. which feels like if you were like com- like doing some big important ritual like this like you would have consulted somebody like maybe that's just me but I feel like you would have talked to <laughs> somebody I don't know. Um, it's, I, I don't know. I don't and know. so, and there also was some things that were a little, a little bit sketch about it. So like Bhuvnesh, um, the older, oldest man involved, 
had clearly tried to untie his hands mm-hmm. because while they were still tied together, like it was very obvious that he had struggled with it and had tried to get them not tied up anymore. Um, also, the kids of the house were like tied up a lot rougher than the adults and they were tied up with like telephone wire where everyone else was tied up with like cloth Mm -hmm. um they also like i said they had strangled the grandmother with a belt is how they ended up strangling her Mm um They did see on the CCTV on the 28th, so what was that, like two or three days before, they did see Tina, who was Lilith's wife and her son. Um, They had bought four of the five stools that they found near the bodies. And on the 30th at 9.40 p.m., they saw Tina carrying some, like, tools that they had just purchased and then at 1029 that same night, they saw Shivam, which is Lilith's son. He had gone to their plywood shop, opened it up, and then came back upstairs with, like, wire. Mm-hmm. So probably the telephone wire that the kids were tied up with. Which is kind of even more fucked up that the kid, the 15-year-old, went to go retrieve the wire that he was tied up with. <sighs> Yeah, but they still had, like I said, they had um, stuff ready for, like, the next day. Like, they had food sitting out that they were clearly, like, ready to prepare for the next day. Yeah. And another, like, one of the strange points as well, um, because his brother, Lilith's brother, doesn't think that they were, like, doesn't think that they killed themselves. I was going to say, have you seen, like, any of the interviews with the brother that's still alive because he like does not buy into the whole like occult thing at all yeah because he's like it doesn't really fit with the family and on top of that too it's like and he makes a really valid point when it comes to this it's like it doesn't really make sense why Lilith and his wife who are supposedly the people who like masterminded all of this like their hands were also tied yeah and, like, their faces were all, like, you know, gagged and blindfolded and all these things. And they're all tied up. And it's, like, okay, it makes sense why everyone else would be tied up. Especially because you could have easily, like, drugged them. And that could be why there was no signs of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't find anything about if they had been, like, tested for drug or alcohol. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in their system. I don't... Like, tox screen. That's the word so... I'm looking for. Yeah, I didn't see... I didn't hear anything about a tox screen. So, you know, that's a possibility, but it doesn't really make sense because like in the diary, it said that they would tie their own hands, but like realistically, like that doesn't make sense. Right. Like that's not and something you, that you can do. Yeah. And it, like when you look at the crime scene photos and also trigger warning, if you do watch that documentary, they, they show you like the crime scene video, like right away. Gotcha. And it's like not really blurred. Just, just, just a heads up. <laughs> just a heads up. Um, but you can see the way that their hands are tied and like, they're not like, like I could probably take like, say a single tie and I could like maybe very loosely do like a single knot around my own wrists. It would be really loose and it wouldn't be very good tie, but I could like maybe do that. But these are like wrapped around and around and around and around and like tied securely. Like their hands are secured. And I don't see how that's possible to have done that to yourself. And also it's like, it's not like they could have like tied each other. Like there would be someone left over without their hands tied. Yeah. No matter what. Like the, the, I don't, that, that's the part that trips me up a little bit. And it's also too, like, there's a little bit of like suspicious stuff about Lilith specifically too that also kind of adds like a little bit more of a layer of doubt and all of this comes from his brother who very like you said like his brother very much does not believe that this happened going back in time a little bit in 1998 or 1988 Lilith had so he had gotten into a pretty severe bike accident um like a I think it seemed like it was like a motorbike, not like a bicycle, bicycle, but either way. 
Uh, and those are super common in India. Like almost everybody owns a moped that they drive around. Anyways, so he got into a bike accident and he was hospitalized for actually like a while. Like it was it was pretty serious. Like he got some pretty bad head injuries from that. And even his friends said like after that happened that he seemed a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2004, on March 26th, he was actually attacked. Um, this was before he owned a plywood shop and he was working at a different one um, in the suburbs, just like across the river. And someone locked him in the shop and set the shop on fire. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know about that one. Yeah. And this actually caused him to like lose his voice for like a really long time. Um and they he even had like a a doctor, like a pretty famous surgeon come forward and said that they weren't sure if he lost his voice because of like the smoke inhalation. Um, they said that they think he lost his voice because of like mental like just trauma. Yeah, like like he was so traumatized by it. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, understandably, I would also feel that way if someone locked me in a shop and set it on fire. Right. And also, like, he was never treated for any of these. Like, after that happened, like, he did not see a therapy. Like, therapy and stuff like that is not, from what I can gather, I don't want to speak universally, but from what I can gather, mental health is not treated very often. In India, it doesn't seem like they have a ton of therapists or that that's something that's very wildly available. Um, But he clearly, clearly was suffering. And so it must be available because the doctor who treated him for, like, the voice stuff had even told him, like, hey, I think you should go to a psychiatrist because... I think your voice stuff is mental, not physical. So, like, they must be available, but I don't get the sense that's super widely used. Yeah, I don't think that it's not available. I get the sense that it's, like, not taken that seriously. Because, like, I don't know if you saw, like, any of the autopsy reports or anything like that, but there's post-mortem psych evals of the family, and I'm like, huh? Like, like how do you how do you do a post mortem psych eval? What do you what do you what do you mean? Yeah. So I was like, ah, I I don't think that it's not available. I just don't think that they it's like taken seriously. Yeah, like put as much weight into it as we do here, which is weird because even we don't really put that much weight into it. But like, at least it's a little bit more serious. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. There was a lot of speculation in that sentence. Please, nobody take anything that I said seriously. Yeah, and like I said, like I'm not super familiar with, like, I, I know a little bit about the region just because I have a really good friend who's, um, who's Indian and like just has recently gone to India like several times, mm-hmm. um, for different things. Um, so like I understand just a little bit, but like widely, there's a lot of stuff about the culture I don't, I don't know very well. Um, and it seemed like too, like like you said, yeah, like it just maybe necessarily wasn't like a priority or something people took super seriously because he ended up regaining his voice about a year after um so it kind of implies that it was like psychological right um and he was like really different after that like it was after that that he started professing to hear voices um saying that you know like and then after his father died um you know saying that he heard his father and that his you know his father had possessed him and people also said too that his behavior had also changed just a few days before that engagement because that was also a big point his brother made about why he didn't think it was a suicide is that like they just had this giant engagement party like two weeks beforehand yeah they were like planning a wedding yeah, like, they were actively planning a wedding. Everybody was happy. Like, people had noticed that Lilith was a little bit off, like, in the days surrounding the party. Um, 
And people think that maybe the trigger was he kind of realized, like, oh, shit, she's actually leaving. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's what kind of triggered him to, like, pull, you know, pull the trigger on them all killing themselves. Mm -hmm. But it seems... I just, like, I have such a hard time believing that. Because, like, you're telling me... I believe that, you know, he could have seen it as a threat and, like, it triggered him to be like, yep, we should kill ourselves now. But, like, you're really telling me this girl who's about to get married in two weeks, who is excited about it, who, like, you know, they're very enthusiastic and excited about this wedding coming, like, she's just going to kill herself? Because, like, most of the journals were written, they were written by her and the other daughter. Yeah. Like, all the handwriting was in their handwriting. Yeah, and he was just dictating. Yeah, it just, it, I just have, like, a hard time believing someone who was so excited to be married in a couple of weeks would have just suddenly been like, oh, well, dad said I had to kill myself, so time to kill myself. Or, no, it wasn't even her dad, it was her uncle. Like, oh, uncle said I had to kill myself now, time to kill myself. Yeah. And the thing that, like, always stuck with me with this case was, like, the brother has always maintained that, like, he had no idea that Lilith was apparently, like, possessed or talking to their dad's ghost or whatever narrative he goes with. And he's, like, like in the, the interviews that I've seen with him, he's very, like, vehement about being, like, I am the eldest son. Like, don't you think that somebody would have told me about that? Like my mom or my sisters or like Lilith but like apparently nobody told the eldest son about like any of this that was going on right and like I get that he lived in like Rajasthan but like that's not that far away like and they still talked regularly yeah so like you're telling me nobody would have like the soul of his father supposedly came back and nobody said anything to him like also like I mean, the only thing I could think is they didn't want to insult him because it would have made more sense for him to get possessed because he is the oldest son. Yeah. But, like, that's really, really flimsy. Like, that's a flimsy excuse. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like... The whole thing just, like, doesn't sit with me at all. Um, Like, I could see it being, like, a technically a murder because it's, like, a suicide by coercion. But... Like, the family just doesn't strike me as the type that would just be like, oh, yeah, he says I'm going to be fine, so I'm just going to hang myself from the rafters. Like, like the Jim Jones-esque type mentality of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid and it's all going to be fine. But like. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that like when it comes to, say, like, like Jim Jones or something like that, is that. Like, a lot of people don't realize this about that case, but a lot of people did not want to do it. Like, there's long recordings, like, hours long of it happening, and people, mostly women and stuff, being like, I don't want to do this, like, I don't want to kill my kid, I don't want to take it, I don't want to do any of this, Mm -hmm. and, like, there was a bunch of people who were also just gunned down. Because they tried to run and tried to escape and he had them gunned down while he was forcing everyone else to like drink the Kool-Aid and stuff. So it's like when that happened, like obviously I'm sure some people did it willingly, but like a vast majority of them did not want to do it and were vocal about not wanting to do it. So I have a hard time believing that all of these, like this 15 year old was happily like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and I guess, like I said, like, the the diaries said that they did think that they were going to live. Like, they thought um, that the grandpa would come and visit them afterwards and save them. Yeah, there's a passage from the diary that was something along the lines of, like, the skies will open and the earth will shake, but, like, don't panic because, like, I'm going to come down and I'll, like, save you. But it just... uh, I, I... there's so like I have so many questions it's like so weird that like just the two daughters like I guess it kind of makes sense that just the two daughters wrote the diaries because they were just translating or like writing down what the the dad told them to or whatever stenographers yeah but it's just like and I guess there are some things where I guess because supposedly in the diaries 
it said that Lit, like, whenever he was talking with his family about, like, the possession or, like, when he was actively, like, being possessed, it was said that he would speak in his grandfather's voice. And, or in the grandfather's voice. Mm-hmm. His father. And it said that the... See, and this was the part that got me too, though, because they said that the the diary clearly mentioned that the grandpa would visit the family every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. I didn't know ghosts. You're telling me the ghost has a fucking calendar? (laughs) The ghost has a goddamn planner? Yeah, I don't. What is the ghost doing on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays? Is is that his, his other side job? Like, what? That's the part that really sketches me out. Yeah. I there's so, the whole I don't this know whole case like doesn't sit well with me because like you, I just uh. it's hard because I don't even know what I believe. There's eleven people in your well, I guess excluding you. There's ten people in your family. You're you're telling me that you convinced ten obviously educated people because they have family businesses that are doing really well. So ten educated people that. You are being possessed by your father and that he wants you all to hang yourselves and it's going to be fine. See, I think what I get stuck on is I I do believe at least some of them like willingly committed suicide or I would like to see a talk screen because I also do wonder. That's the only other thing I do wonder is if they were drugged and Mm -hmm. then... Like, Lola killed them all or whatever. Because I do believe Lilit believed these things. I do think he very much oh. believed these things. I do think that is why it happened. 100% but, he believed it. But he, like, how did you bring 10 other people down with and you? And how did you... I think I'm stuck on the most what the brother is stuck on. Where it's, like, how were every single one of them tied up? Because the grandma yeah. clearly didn't. Like, the grandma clearly couldn't have tied the last person. Because she was the only one who wasn't tied up. But she had been strangled with a belt. And someone obviously didn't do that to her after they were tied up. Like, they had to do that with free hands. So it's like, who, how was it possible for every single one of them to be tied up? Where, like, their hands are wrapped around, like, multiple times. Like, there had to be, I feel like, someone else there, at least, to tie the last person? Like, that's the part that I can't get over that doesn't make sense to me. How were they tied again? Like, they were tied with, like, half of them were tied with wire and the other half were tied with, like, the bed sheet, if I remember correctly. But all of them, like, their hands were, like, I'm about to, like, look up the pictures again. But, like, they were pretty secure. And that's the part that really, like, gets me. I'm like, I don't understand how everyone could be tied up. The, the only thing that I can think of, and I'm going to test this out because I just casually had a ball of twine sitting on the desk, was like, do you remember like when we were kids um, and you would like take a piece of string and like tie it and then just like rotate your wrists a ton of times? Oh, yeah. I do know what you're talking about, actually. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Like... <sighs> And some of them, like, their hands aren't even... I got nothing. <laughs> ...tied to get, like... Yeah, the the only way to get this tight is to, like, just rotate, like, one of my hands. And all that's doing is twisting it around itself. It's not actually, like, twisting it around my hands. Right. Like, And, I and there's still, like, a lot of room in one for of me these to pictures, squiggle around. It does look like... Like, in one of these pictures, the guy does... I'm not sure which one of these, like, who this is specifically, because um, their faces are blurred and stuff. But one mm-hmm. of them, he has his hands, like, they're not together. They're separate. But even then, like, you can see in the photo, they're separate, but both of them are still tied. And they're tied, like, multiple times. Like, it's, like, really, like, it's wrapped around his hand like multiple multiple times and then that's connected to his other hand that's wrapped a bunch of times which is connected to like the ceiling and it's like i don't i don't yeah it's, I well don't. first of all i don't know who this is so like it's hard to say exactly like if this was the low lit or something but even then like this looks like it would have been very difficult to do to yourself 
Well, and then like to do that, to have a no, there's no way. There's no way because they were all hanging. So either you have to like tie the rope, put it around your neck, tie your hands and then jump. Yeah, like, but there's no way because like you because even if you like tie your hands beforehand and then like get up on the stool and then like jump like the the rope has to be long enough to give you slack to like get up on the stool in which case like you're just gonna hit the ground and you're not actually gonna die yeah this and also like have you ever tried to step up on something with your hands behind your back it doesn't fucking work even with your hands in front of you but like tied up like that would still be difficult because it's hard to like get your balance when your hands are like stuck together like that yeah this is one of after like diving into this like this is one of those cases where it's like if i died and they were like you can witness like one case like you can know what really happened in one case like this would be a contender for me because i would Mm. love to know what happened because i i see such strong arguments for both like i don't want to push a narrative that you know they got murdered when they really just like committed suicide but i do think that there are enough questionable things well there's evidence on both sides it's i guess the best way to sum it up so i'm unclear on how i feel about it yeah i uh forgot about this case thanks for bringing that back (laughs) Because I, I fell down this rabbit hole, oh, like a year ago. And then it, like, I didn't have any good answers. And I was just, I frustratedly gave up on it. Yeah. And it's like, I've read so much about it. And I still, like, I I don't know. Because, like, the only other, there's like, so many theory is that there's, like, um like, like, an occultist or somebody they were working with that really was, like, feeding into their delusions and like right like there's a background guy yeah like there was like a third party person who was really like kind of encouraging this and like helped because it is Mm -hmm. also a little bit suspicious when i was just looking at the crime scene photos one of the articles i pulled up mentioned this and i didn't really think about this until right now but it is also a little suspicious so like when they found the dog like when they found the crime scene and everything the dog was chained up and was like barking its head off and stuff However, and it was tied up on the balcony. And like I told you, like these balconies are extremely close to each other. Like this is like four feet away from their fucking neighbor's house. They are close. Mm-hmm. And like you're, t- you're telling me this dog was up there for two, wow, like two some hours just barking its head uh, off and nobody noticed. Like, like it kind of implies like almost maybe someone was there. So the dog was calm. And then they tied them yeah. up right before they left. And then the dog started freaking out. And, like, everybody came. Like, it is a little weird that the dog would just be chill for, like, a couple of hours and then start to lose it randomly. I mean, unless the dog got drugged with whatever the family got drugged with. Or, I mean, I don't know what they did to, like... I mean, it seems like they took care of their dog really well. Like, he seemed in really good health. Like, it, like mm-hmm. clearly, like, he was a nice dog. And so, like, he was freaked out by the situation. But, like, the neighbors and everything said he was, like, a very kind dog normally. So, it's, like, maybe they just chained him up sometimes. So, he was kind of used to it. But then he just, like, it started getting kind of hot or something. And he was, like, trying to get someone to come let him inside to get food or water or something. And that's why he was complaining. Um, I was going to say... There was um, reports that he was febrile when they picked him mm-hmm. up. I saw that so too. Yeah, either like heat stroked or was super worked up. Yeah, which I think could be a little bit of both because it is. It does get extremely, extremely hot in India. But it was so early in the morning that I have a hard time at believing it gets to like heat stroke levels at like seven a.m. But maybe it does. Mm-hmm. I I know it does get insanely hot there. Yeah. I don't- but he was clearly really know. worked up either way. Like, he could have done it to himself just by being worked up regardless. Um, but yeah, I, I have no idea. I have no idea how I feel about this case. too many variables that make no fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, I, it feels like a little bit of everything. Like, I do, I do think some of it was obviously genuinely suicide. 
And I do think that there was some shared delusion stuff happening, but there's just like a couple of questions that don't really make sense to me. Yeah. Where I feel like, I feel like if anything, I think it was suicide. After talking about it, I think it was suicide, but there possibly was, like I said, like a third party person involved who was maybe kind yeah. of like stoking the delusions. Yeah, I think no matter if it was suicide or murder there was definitely a third party person involved that we don't know about because it just it doesn't really add up that they could have done that and especially like with the brother who knows them so well like so vehemently being like i do not think that this was suicide like that's enough to which you know sometimes family members are just really grief stricken and they just really want to you know refuse to believe the evidence that's right in front of them Mm -hmm. uh but i (laughs) He makes some points. So I don't necessarily believe that it's just like he's being stubborn and he just doesn't want to believe his family killed himself. Because like the points he disagrees with like make valid sense. And like the police swear on the CCTV footage that there was no one who like Like, came or went. But also CCTV is not that great and it would have been dark. Yeah and also there's not really any like like they, it doesn't seem like they've done much to like explore if there was any other way to get in or out. Because like I said, like the balcony was very easily accessible and stuff, uh, and they're all very close to each other and stuff. So it's like, I don't know. There's too many questions. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think yeah, I would love to hear from you guys. So like, please reach out to us on our social media or like our email or something, and just like let us know what you think. Yeah, because there are so many so many weird circles here (laughs) but yeah look it up yourself watch the document there also very well might be something in the documentary i missed because it was not the most exciting documentary i've ever watched in my life shockingly i'm probably gonna go watch it yeah after this i hate you so you know maybe it's also possible i just missed something um but yeah, I would love to hear what you guys think about it because I don't know what I think about it and I've spent so much time on it and I still have no fucking idea. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad I gave this its own episode because yeah. it was even longer than the other one. I don't think it would have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really thought you were going to do a twofer. That was funny. <laughs> Joke's on me. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I have the drill. Follow us on all of the things. You can go to our Beacons page and it conveniently has all, the all of the things. Yeah, and uh, stay spooky, but not not this spooky. I don't even have one thing that I want to pinpoint because this whole thing is just fucking wild. Um, stay spooky, but not so spooky that if your family member dies, that you believe that you are being possessed by their ghost. Because I can tell yeah, you right like now, takeaway. you're probably not, and you probably just need to go to therapy. So do that um, before you convince your entire family to kill themselves. Maybe just stay spooky, therapy. but not so spooky that you do postmortem psych evals. Yeah, not that I, fucking I still spooky, know what guys. The fuck that means. <sighs> what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> Keep it spooky. <laughs>